0: Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a very beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in Shabbos, Parshas Re'ei, which was that year, the first day of Rosh Chodesh Elo, in the year Mem Memches, 32 years ago. So the Chassidic discourse is based on the opening verse in this week's Torah portion where the Torah says, Re'ei, C. A referring to Hashem Himself, Noisein are giving to you bracha, a blessing, etc. In the Torah, which is the Chassidic insight into the Torah portion from the altar Rebbe, which the Rebbe calls the Chassidic Parsha, the Chassidic Torah portion. So the altar Rebbe explains on this verse of Rei a noichi give a look and see that I'm giving. And he explains the verse as follows. Anoichi, when it says Anoichi, I, it's referring to Anoichi, Misha Anoichi." In other words, I am who I am. Not a specific attribute of God, but the essence of Hashem. Noi's saying I'm giving in front of you, to you, which means basically face-to-face, it's a loving type of gift. And I'm giving you what? I'm giving you the bracha. What is the bracha? God's giving you a bracha. What's the bracha? What's the blessing? So the author explains in the Kutta Torah that the bracha is re'i. The bracha is that we're able to see. And the Rebbe explains what's the difference between seeing and a blessing which is seeing. So there's a blessing which is on the level of Haidaya. We accept. That's also a, a beautiful idea. We accept God. We have a relation. We accept God but then there's the higher level of bracha where we see, we're able to see God and godliness. And that's what the altar explains the verse, noisim of I, Hashem, am giving you today the blessing. That because I, myself, am giving you this blessing, through that, because you're getting the blessing straight from me, re'eh, you're going to be able to see. What does re'eh mean? What does it mean practically you're able to see? When you're able to see... That Hashem is the one that created the world, and Hashem maintains the world, and everything comes from Hashem, then we have true bittle. Then we have real acceptance for Hashem. What type of level of bittle? So the author explains the level of bittle of Chachma Ilah, the highest level of intellect. And as we know, Chachma, when it comes to the first level of intellect, it's the Koyachma, the ability to say, What is it? Realizing that everything comes from Hashem so in other words what the author is explaining in there's something which is called we accept we are accepting but then there's Riyah when you see that everything is from Hashem then you have the ultimate in Bittal the ultimate in acceptance which comes from the Bittal of Chachma the highest level of Chachma which is the first level in the spirit of Seder Hishal Shalos so remember now ask a very simple question if you give a look Two Torah portions to go in parashas ve'aschanon in the Kuten Torah, which in the altar of it in the Kuten Torah, which again we mentioned the kutta is called the Chasidish parasha, the Chasidish Torah portion of the week, and the on the verse over there where it says Moshe Rabbeinu to Hashem, "Ebran of the toib I want to go in and see the good land." So the author explains that Moshe Rabbeinu was asking Hashem that he wanted era. He wanted this ability to re to see Hashem. He wanted to be able to give that as a gift to the Jewish people. It wasn't that he only wanted to go into the land of Israel. Yeah, that's one component, Shat. But really what he wanted, he wanted to be able to give the Jewish people the gift of Rhea, to be able to see, to see God and godliness. But unfortunately, he wasn't able to affect that. Hashem said, you can't go in and see the land of Israel. What does that mean? He wasn't able to give the Jewish people the gift of being able to see Hashem. Re'iyah, Koch like we just explained before. So what was he able to be, um, ask Hashem that Hashem should grant the request? That he was able to give the ability to the Jewish people of Shmiah. We're able to hear godliness, which obviously we know is a lower level. And that's why Moshe Bainu says, the Ati Yisrael. And now the Jewish people, Shema, listen. Why do you say Rei see? Because Rei he wasn't able to affect. Only a level of what? Of Shmi, of hearing. And that's why it says, the Ati Yisrael, Shema, specifically hearing. And so that's what, in Parshus Veskhanon, two Torah portions ago. And in the last week's Torah portion, in Parshus Ekev, what does it say, after Veskhanon? So it says, Vahaya Ekev Tishmun. It'll be because of Tishmun you're gonna hear. And it used again, not, not because you see, but it says specifically again, Tishmun to hear. In other words, because Moish Rabbeinu was only able to impact the Jewish people the ability to hear, not necessarily to see Hashem. The level of Shmiah not the level of Ria. So based on this, Jehovah asks a simple question. How could it be? Moshe may a in parasha, as well as chana, that we should see. It wasn't granted. Only Shmiah. In Parsha, it, it says clearly, we, Ekev Tishma, we only got Shmiah. So how come all of a sudden, this week's Torah portion, we're able to see where the change coming come into place that we went from Shmiah to the level of Ria? And, and the author explains clearly that when it says we're A, that we're able to see which means practically that if it says Re'a and the algebra explains we're able to see, so we're not only on the level of Shmiya, but on the level of Riyah, and we're able to see God and godliness. And like he explains in, in the Torah, it means the level of on the highest level of Bitl and accept, acceptance. So how do we go from only being having the ability of Shmiya to the level of Ria? So Jabir's gonna explain this and he says, based on um, what it says in the Torah. That where does riyah come from where is the ability that we're able to see god and godliness not only see god and godliness but the level of bittal acceptance on the level of Chachmala, it's a very high level where do we get that from and the author explains in the kotor where do we have that from that we can only have not from our not something that we do but that comes as a gift from Hashem. With, from what part of Hashem? Because we know in Hashem, Hashem is infinite. And there's many, many le- levels of concealment. So we connect to Hashem's uh, emotions, intellect, uh, thought, speech, action. Uh, multiple levels of, 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 of connection to Hashem. So where do we get the ability to be able to see riyah? That comes from Anoichi. From the essence of Hashem. I am who I am. Anoichi Misha Anoichi. In other words, in order to have the ability to to be able to see, and the level of chach the ultimate level of acceptance, a pow- the most powerful and pure connection, that comes from the level of noichi mi noichi, which is not in any way connected to any sign, letter, a miracle, anything, nothing. Only the Hashem himself. So when you're connecting to the pure Hashem himself, Anoichi, the essence of Hashem, then you can le- reach the level of Re'iyah. Now, so based on this, the Rebbe explains, that this, that Moshe Rabbeinu, in Parshish V'aschanan wanted the Jewish people to see Eret, to see the land of Israel, and he was not able to affect that we should be Re'iyah, it's only Bishmiah. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu was trying, in that he's Shalos, in the way that uh, God comes down into the world in different levels, in the world of Atzilos, Bria, Yitzira, Asira, Asiya, then through all the Sirot, Kesser, Chachma, Bina, Chesed, the and so on and so forth. So in other words, if he, since he was trying to create the connection we should able to see, through his Shtal the way God comes down, is manifested in the world, we're not going to be able to see it. And that's why he wasn't able to impact that Moshe Rabbeinu know anything lower than the level of Anoichi, the essence of Hashem, you're not going to have Riyah. Why? Because anything lower than Anoichi, is already Hashem is limited. You're not getting the full infinite Hashem. You're getting a limited version of Hashem. So therefore since he was only connecting us to, he said to and it was even on the highest levels, if it's not the level of Anoichi, the only thing Moshe Rabbeinu was able to gift us was the level of Shmiya. Hearing, not necessarily seeing. However, in the Kutu Torah, in this week's Torah portion, so over here it says that every single person has the level of real seeing. Why is that? Because that's coming from the level of Anoichi. And like the Torah portion says clearly, Noising. Noi Who is giving to us the essence of Hashem? And when it's coming down from the essence, from Anoichi, Anoichi Misha, Anoichi, I am who I am, once you're coming from there, there's no limits. There's no limits. And since there's no limits, so therefore every single Jewish person has the power to reach the level of seeing the Lekos. Where does that come from again? Anoichi. a Anoichi noisen, like the verse says. But if it's anything lower than Anoichi, it could be powerful stuff but it's still limited and you'll never get to the level of Ria. and especially though like the verse says Anoichi i the essence of hashem is giving in other words that hashem is giving a very very special and unique gift a new gift a unique gift and how is hashem giving it so we know the famous rule in the talmud that says that when someone gives something you give it with a full eye and you give it with a good eye in Hebrew it says, When someone gives a gift, you give Ayin Yafa. When you're giving a gift, you don't just give a half a gift, you don't give a, a gift that's calculated. When you're giving, you're giving. So when Hashem says, When the buzzword is giving, so Hashem is giving Himself. So if it's coming from the level of Noichi, from the essence of Hashem, Hashem who He is, and it's nice and Hashem is giving a gift with a good eye, so obviously there's no limits. And if there's no limits, guess what? We're not just going to have the level of shmiya where we hear Hashem. We'll reach the level of Re'iyah. We're about to see God and godliness. And like we said, the level of the Bittol, the accept, acceptance of chachma Allah. So based on this, gonna explains something very, very powerful and revolutionary. And it sounds like this. What does the verse say? Re'ei, give a look. We're, to, we're reaching the level of Re'iyah. Where is it coming from? A noichi, the essence of Hashem. Nois, and Hashem is giving to us with, with no nothing holding back. He's giving us bracha. And what's the blessing? The blessing is that we could see. The blessing is the riyah. What's the word after bracha? Klala, a curse. So the Rebbe says, one second. Whoa. Hashem is giving the essence of Hashem. We're able to see God and godliness. That's the blessing. How do you have the second word right after blessing a curse? The two don't go together. So the Rebbe explains very powerfully and very revolutionary, and he says that when it says in this verse, Klala, a curse, it God forbid doesn't mean Hashem is giving us a curse. Not at all. Even though, point a simple shot, that's what it means. But the Rebbe explains what it means is that we have the power to take a curse and transform it, that the curse becomes a blessing. Powerful. So when it says over here, Klala, the Rebbe says what it means is, not god forbid a curse we have the power on the contrary we can take a curse and turn it into a blessing so we have hashem is giving us a bracha we see god and godliness and we also see the power and the ability that when we see a curse we transform the curse into a blessing so life is only full of blessings life is only full of seeing god and godliness ah you see a curse guess what we have the power to transform it into a blessing and Rebbe says we find the same idea. We know, for example, people are supposed to live a good life, a righteous life, a godly life, and sometimes people make mistakes. So what happens when someone makes a mistake? So we know Hashem gave us the biggest gift, the gift of tshuva, to repent and turn to, return to Hashem. So what happens after someone repents? But they, they sin in the past tense. And the answers we know, it's brought down in Kabbalah and mysticism, that when a person does real tshuva, when a person does real repentance, when a person really returns to Hashem, so the this doinois, something that you did before that was not good, which was not okay, that not okay miraculously becomes actually a good thing. In other words, what you did, or what one did in the past, which was a terrible sin, actually becomes a beautiful mitzvah. How it works? Magic. Just like bruch of Hashem gives us the power to see, which is the blessing. He also gives us the power to take a klala curse and turn it into a blessing. Just like by tshuva, when a person does real repentance, the sin becomes actually a good deed. Now, where do we get the power to do that? I mean, think about it. You can take a, a curse and turn it into a blessing, and the says yes, because we get the power from anoychi. Hashem says rei anoychi. Anoychi mi We're connected to Hashem Himself. And Hashem gives us and with a good eye, and He gives us the power to take dinos, to take something which is a sin and transform it into a merit, into a mitzvah. Up to the point, not only is it a merit, but um, zachiyos comes from the word of zach, which is pure and meirim and it's shiny. You can take literally something which is a sin, something which is a negative, turn it into something positive. And not only positive, but super positive, a shining positive. In other words, and Yabba explains. Because it's brought down in the Torah in Pasha's Bukhaisai. We know unfortunately Pasha Bukhaisai has you know all the harsh uh, curses, the claulis of Pasha Bukhaisai. So in Pasha's Bukhaisai, in the Kutta Torah, the Alta explains that the curses are actually <coughs> a revelation of a high level of chesed. And it was like this. In the Kutututari, the author explains, the parashat of the there's something which is called chesed. What means chesed? You see kindness. But then you then you unfortunately see something which is a curse. So you can say, this is kindness, and this is a curse. So the author says, no, this is kindness, and this is actually a very, very high level of chesed. But unfortunately, when it comes down to this world, the way it gets revealed is that it's a curse. But if you look deep into that curse, it's actually a higher level than chesed than regular chesed. Again, to the recap. In the Qatatarian Pashabis, what does Alter say? There's chesed, this kindness. But when you see a curse and the curses of the they're actually very, very high level of, of, of kindness that got revealed in an image that looks like it's a curse, but really it's a very high level of kindness. And the author over there brings in the Torah, uh, a Sarav, We know that in the Talmud. You have different discussions, but when they bring a the story, that's powerful because it shows that's that's the reality. So the author brings in in the Torah a Rav, a story that happened, and it's quoted in the Talmud. And it's a good idea to look it up. It's a long story with a lot of lot of details. In tractate Moyet um, Katan, Daftest, Test, page number nine, the second side of the page. And there's a whole story there where someone uh, the, the father sent a, a child to get a blessing, and they gave him a whole list of what seemed like terrible curses. So he came back to his father. He said, "Dad, you sent me for blessings. They gave me a whole list of curses." And his father said, "Can you please tell me what the cur- what the curses, what you heard as curses?" And he started to list one by one, and every one that he listed that on face value sounded like a curse. The the his father showed him it was actually a blessing. It's a beautiful, simple piece of Talmud. You have it in Hebrew and English, with all the commentaries that explain it so beautifully. In other words, so the Altrema uses that story to, to, to prove the point that sometimes when you hear something that seems like it's a curse, but if you look deeper, it's actually a very, very powerful blessing. And not only a blessing in abstract, but a blessing in a revealed way. So that is where it seems like it's a curse. It seems like it's a negative, but the truth is really a blessing. But here the Rebbe says even deeper. Here, not only not only do we have the power to see the positive that's buried in, see, inside. No, no, here the, the, the Rebbe says that's actually a klalah. It's actually a curse. But we have the power to take something which is a curse and transform it into a blessing. And that's the power of tshuva. When a person returns to Hashem, and we know that it says when Mashiach comes, Hashem is going to inspire tzaddikim to do truva. Why? Because it's all about taking the negative and transforming it into something positive. So again, to recap, so the Rebbe is the explaining based on what the altar was saying is why what it says over here Klala, in this verse, what it means is not God forbid God is cursing us, but on the contrary, He's giving us reyah noichi, Hashem is giving us the power and the ability that we can take something which is a curse transform it into something positive, just like when it comes to Truva, where you can take something which is negative and then transform it into something positive, it's which is even higher and deeper than the example he uses from the Talmud, where we really think you saw the positive and the negative, so really it wasn't even neg- negative, we just it looked that way, but really it was positive. Here he's saying even deeper, where it's actually a curse, but you have the power and the ability for a noichi to transform it. Now the Rebbe goes ahead and he says that this powerful idea that Hashem gives us, the ability to see, and Hashem gives us the ability to transform a klala, a curse into something positive, the is going to connect this to the month of Elul. What was, we know, the, the, the spiritual service in the month of Elul is a very, very powerful time for spiritual growth. So the month of Elul is made up of four letters. Aleph Lamed Vav Lamed, which has many um, many abbreviations. One is, Ani li, Which means, I am to my beloved, and my beloved is to me. What does that mean practically? What does that mean in, the, in our spiritual connection to Hashem? So what it means is, Ani I am doing my work. To reach out to Hashem, to become closer to Hashem. But li, and then Hashem show, shows me back tremendous kindness, etc. In the words of Kabbalah, he said, I'm doing my work. And with and, and, Later, Hashem goes and shows us, inspires us, and shows us tremendous chesed and kindness. So, everybody asks a simple question. We know it's brought down in the Talmud, it says like this that when Hashem asks us to do something, whether it's a mitzvah, or to stay away from an avera, anytime Hashem gives us a mission. So it says, Hashem loves us. He would never give us something that we can't do. So what happens if you have a tremendous struggle? The Talmud relaxes you. He says, relax. Be rest assured, no one thing for sure. When Hashem asks you to do something, He only asks you something that you can do. That means if you can't do it, He wouldn't ask you to do it. Now, what does that mean? To me, before we even get a mitzvah from Hashem, or before we get a, a prohibition, something not to do, before we get an assignment from Hashem, He gives us the power to do it. It might be hard. It might be difficult. But guess what? You have the power to do it. Because otherwise, Hashem wouldn't give you. The, or wouldn't give you a command to do. It. You can't do it. Think about a parent. The parent would never want the child to give an assignment to a child that child can't do. So you give one the child can do, and always you like you're trying to push them to encourage them to do more. But you give them within reason, within limits, which is age appropriate, um, whatever is appropriate to that child, etc. What does that mean practically? So it's brought down in many places in chedus that any time there's work that we need to do, which is called the La Tata, so we need to have beforehand the power and the ability to do it from Hashem. So the way it works is, before we do anything, there's always a gift from Hashem, which is the power and the ability to do what we have to do. Then we do our work. So in other words, a De La always comes first. No one can go ahead and do something without Hashem's, without Hashem's permission, without Hashem's power and energy. So there's always Hashem's first. We're always second. We come after Hashem gives us the ability to do it. E'nim e'v'akr shalabikoycha means that we're doing it after Hashem gave us the ability to do it. So the delayla so always comes first. the comes afterwards. So based on this, Rebbe asked the question, what do we just say? What is the avoidance? What is the spiritual work of Khoidash Elul? Anila I am to my beloved. That means I'm gonna do my work, latata, and Hashem is gonna what? Afterwards, uh, give me a tremendous gift and present and all the powerful gifts. <coughs> the reality is what we just learned, in other words, Vakash <coughs> In order for me to do Israel Tata, in order for me to do it, Anil Doidi to do my work, Hashem has to do it first. So if that's the case, why does it say li? It should be doidi It should be first Hashem gives me the power to do what I have to do, and then doidi So based on what we learned before, the ever explains beautifully and says like this. This that we're saying is Jerusalem Tatta comes first. Anila David comes first. That when you're thinking about historicals, when you think in a finite, in a finite way of thinking. In other words, <clears throat> if our eyes are closed and we don't see Hashem and godliness, what do we think? How do we have the power to do things? What do you mean? I did it. I'm gonna do it. When our eyes are closed and we don't see the real power of Hashem, we only hear, oh, There's Hashem out there. What happens? We think we can do it. So when it comes to Seder Hishal Shalos, and we don't see Hashem, what happens then is, then it's, Oh, I'm going to put the work in. I'm going to put the effort. In, I'm going to do my part. And then Hashem gives me, Wow, you did a great job. We forget because we don't see not because God forbid we're bad we just don't see it so we believe that we're doing we're we're doing it first so when you deal with which means when you look at it like hey I'm doing my work you're going to say and you're right that's why we say because we think that we're doing our voido but the truth is when you think about it and really who's the one that created the world who's the one that maintained the world who gives us the ability to do what we have to do Hashem. So if you go out of the box for a second and you think, so to speak, you think that really everything is coming from, the, from Hashem. So anila doidi, there's no thing anila doidi. First, you know that the way I can do anila doidi, if you have the vision, if you have ruia, if you're able to see it, you know the only reason why I'm able to do anila doidi is only one reason, one reason only. It's coming from Anoichi. It's coming from the Hashem, who He is, which is higher than Heshtalosimus. Higher than, do, it's even higher than I la doidi where is like a, a description of Hashem. I am to my beloved. In Heshtalosimus we can say, I am beloved, as me and as a beloved, with somehow a relationship. But when you think about Annoichi, the infinite Hashem, then guess what? Everything, Doidi even comes from, from Hashem. Where do we get that? In the month of... How do we have that? That The power to even do Anil Adoidi. That comes from Anoichi Misha And Hashem gives it to us by How do we have the ability to do Anil Adoidi? Because Anoichi, the infinite God, gave us the ability that we can do it. And He gave it to us nice and with a good heart and a good eye. And He gave us an abundance. And because we have the strength and the ability from Anoichi Misha then we can go ahead, we can do our Esuslil Tata, we can do our work, that can draw down a high, even a higher level of Esuslil which is basically B'daydi Li. Now, what happens when we when we when we have our eyes opened, A, Anoichi, so we realize that even though, again, it's a Tata, but it's really inspired from, 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 from Hashem Himself. So then we draw down through our Sushil we draw down Yisrusha Leila from a higher level. But then we even draw down from a higher level of a al higher level from Hashem, which is higher than what gets drawn down through our Avoidah. So in other words, like this. There's something which is called al Tata, which means we do our work, and then we draw down from high. Wallah. But then, when we take for a moment and we stop and we think, really, am I being able to draw down from on high? The fact that I have the ability to do anything is coming from Hashem. So when, then you're connecting yourself to Anoichi Mishan And then you do your work because Hashem wants us to do our work. Not because we have the power. Then what happens is you draw down from the higher levels of Yisraeli. Because you're drawing down from Anoichi Mishan You're connecting to the deepest level. And Rebbe Sans brings up in the story that says that where does Hashem dwell? Hashem dwells in a place which is totally complete. What it means? Uh, what does it mean? Uh, where, uh, we're in a place which is totally uh, complete? A uh, complete means that it's that it's coming from a place, not that we're creating the reality, because we're creating it. How complete could it be? We're finite, but when we are accepting and we see the infinite light of Hashem. Then we do our voidah, which is inspired from the Anoichi Misha and then we draw down from the higher level of of a higher level from Hashem. That creates the complete image. Because if we believe that we're starting the process, that's not complete. We're coming in the middle. Complete means we recognize Anoichi, the real power comes from Hashem. We do our part as a vessel of Hashem in Azriyah with acceptance. Then we draw in from the most powerful part of Hashem, and then we have the complete the complete vessel where it's coming from Hashem, we act as a humble vessel in between, and we draw in the greatest blessings from Hashem. And then we're able to draw in from a level which is even higher than a level which we can draw based on our energy. So in other words, you see from this specific discourse, which is a very, very powerful discourse, is that in this week's Torah portion, Hashem shows us how we can reach the highest level of being able to see God and godliness through the Bittal, the acceptance of Chachmai And by realizing and meditating that everything comes from the infinite part of Hashem, which is not limited to any calculation and level that we can relate to. And that will give us the greatest blessing the blessing which is ultimately of being able to see with acceptance, the blessing that, that will have the ability to take anything which God forbid is a curse and transform it into something positive, and the blessing of having the real experience of a choy elol, where we know that the, the ability that we have to do anila doidi, which is to pray and to study and to do mitzvahs, it's all coming from anoychi and we act as a humble servant for Hashem, then we actually reach a very, very powerful and much deeper place, and that creates the Asar Shlim, the complete place, where Hashem dwells and Hashem rests. And obviously the Hashem is part of our lives, and the Atar Shlim, it's the best possible life that we can have. So let's hope and pray. We're entering now into Chodesh Elul. We'll all prepare ourselves spiritually to connect to the Eloichi and we'll all have the power, the greatest power and gift to a to see, to see from a level of acceptance of Chachma Eloh and we'll all marry to the greatest blessings and hopefully our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ira Chodesh and we'll see the revelation of Mashiach speedily in our days. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.